This podcast is part of the No Phony Podcast Network, the home of independent awesomeness. <laughs> hey guys, this is Dorothy. <laughs> It's not an 80s reference, but that's a funny movie. <laughs> Who cares? That took awesome. Once again, it's time for the idiots. An objective defense of the 80s. From a couple of idiots. <laughs> what were you doing? Were you about to say it? You could say it. Welcome back to another episode of The Idiots, an objective defense of 1980s pop culture from a couple of idiots. My name's Will, and joining me as always is my friend and my co-host, Ray. What's up, dude? Here we go with another show. Yeah. In, yes. And a special show, I suppose. I don't know. I'm trying not to overplay it. Uh, well, this is a big one for us because this means we made it a whole year. Yes. Right. We weren't supposed to make it past 10. And, and we're now, yeah, on, not a, uh, let alone seven. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, in this, <laughs> you know, when I was doing some math because uh, I learned it in elementary school, uh, so our anniversary is coming up this week, which is June 20. What is it? 18th. June 18th. June 18th. Wow. Okay. June 18th. And it falls in the middle of the week. So, we thought we would, uh, you know, look back on our year, uh, this episode, which is a little bit early, but it's it's also not late. But so what that means is this is actually our fifty-first episode. So technically, we have we don't have a year's worth in that regard. But wow, the the calendar says we have a year. So all right. So hey, I don't know what this episode will be, except I noticed something about myself. I try not to get too you know this about me. I think mm-hmm. I try not to get too happy about things. Yeah, being happy is stupid, right? Cause it really is. I because it just a- set it, it just setting yourself up to be smacked down. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. And I had a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, moments as a child where, you know, you're waiting for the other shoe to fall. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it did. So now it's just, you know, we're going to we're gonna memorialize a year's worth of, like you said, success. In the very least, having made it a year. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is like something that actually went good for a change. So that's good. <laughs> Maybe I'll learn to feel happy. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, get, regardless of that, we're still going to get caught up on 80s news. Okay. Hey, so yeah, we're celebrating. I uh, see. I don't even want to say celebrating. We're honoring. We are celebrating. Oh, celebrating. Okay. But now I feel like we just, Woo! <laughs> I feel like we need balloons or something, a telegram or something. Uh, not a telegram, but a stripogram, singing telegram, singing yeah, telegram. Strip, stripogram, <laughs> stripogram. That's it. Um, now I wish I had hired like some <laughs> magic mic dude to show up at your house right now. <laughs> With a mask on, just like a doctor. I'd be, I'd be dancing with him I right now. I know you would. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, this is exciting news for us. We finally got, just a few days ago, a trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music. What'd you think? I'm excited. Mm-hmm. The, the the trailer looks like uh, it's going to be good. Yes. And, we, you know, we we talked a moment ago. We have some more specific thoughts about it. We'll wrap them up in a short video that we'll get out to everybody so they can see that. And I'm mm-hmm. getting some... What is it? Just to be able to like read a news story, get these things. Do you do you want all these cookies? Do you want ads? Uh, cookies are good, dude. Ask for the cookies. <laughs> cookies are delicious. I just had some cookies today that were soft and had Reese's Pieces in them. All right. So if the internet actually said, <laughs> "Do you want these kind of cookies?" I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> it says accept cookies. I clicked okay. I still haven't yeah. gotten a single cookie. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Bill and Ted and had a cool trailer, and uh, we'll talk more about that on a, on a short bonus episode uh, in, a, in a day or so. So, but um, 
you noticed at the end of the trailer, at least when it first aired, it just said summer 2020. And originally they had a date, but now it's summer 2020. So hold that thought for a moment because in a related story, Wonder Woman 1984, which was set to release in just a couple of weeks, well, originally it was going to hit theaters on December of, of uh, 2019. Then it got pushed up to November of 2019. And then it got shifted to June 5th of 2020. Finally, it was then going to be, it was moved to August 14th. That's what I wanted to say. August 14th uh, after the pandemic. But it's been shifted one more time to October. So now we're going to see Wonder Woman 1984 on October 2nd, uh, 2020. In theory, you know, hopefully. But I bring that all up. Well, we're excited to see what they do with the 1980s there anyway. But as a result of them moving from their August date, Bill and Ted, which was going to uh, premiere at the end of August, now jumped into that August 14th slot because I guess they see an opportunity to take advantage of that weekend. Yeah, because they're not scared. They're ready to take advantage of some some good opportunities there. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy about that because... This, that would rather see this one than the other one. Yeah, there's uh, some big shifting around. Uh, and as a result, while everybody's moving their movie theater, their premiere dates back, Bill and Ted's going to be sooner. I'm theory. telling you right now, if they released it tomorrow, I'd be in the theater tomorrow. You're such a liar. I would. You don't, go to, you don't go to the movies. I, if for a, a movie like Bill and Ted, I'm going. Right, because okay. like I've said before, if it's something I really want to see in the theater, I'm yep. going. Mm-hmm. And Bill and Ted, I am seeing in a theater. Yeah. Well, it would be very exciting. So, you know, uh, I would like to be cautious because I even see around the world some some countries that are opening up their movie theaters are now shutting them down, like China. China reopened a month or so ago, and now they're shutting down everything again because, or at least movie theaters, et cetera, because a few people are getting sick again. And yeah, they have few. no, they, they don't understand why these people are getting sick because whatever, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. My, my point yeah. is this. Look, we can figure out a smart way to get these theaters open maybe somehow, right? Even sitting people far apart, all that. Okay, I want to- Open them up. Open them up. Open the country up. That's what I have to say. Open everything back up. Don't open it for Ray for lots of reasons. One, he's not a doctor. Open everything up. Two, the dude goes nowhere except for work and and his garage. I'm ready. Let's open this country up. Let's go. But you know, you're crafty. And you make stuff at, you know, you're good at, you make stuff at your full-time job as a podcaster. I, I do. So I have an idea. I'll go back to the movies, you know, if I provided I could wear a mask and keep apart from some, <sighs> I want to keep apart from people at the theater anyway, because they're weird and coughing anyway. I'm going to sit right next to you and share my popcorn mm. with you. Let's go. I don't, I don't share popcorn anyway, but because <laughs> I love popcorn, but this is what I need. I want to be able to wear a mask, but still eat popcorn. So I need a mask that's got some kind of like airlock system. Oh, you can borrow mine. I got a slit cut in the middle. You can just shove the popcorn through the middle. That's how safe you're being. But I think you could have a safe mask that's, that's some kind of like two doors. You open one door, stick some popcorn in it, close it. Then you press a button that opens a second door. And just like an air, the airlock, like an alien or some kind of movie like that, the popcorn gets sucked into your mouth. You're taking all the fun out of this. <laughs> fun out of the virus? You're taking all the fun out of going to the movies. Oh Let's go to the movies. Come on. Yeah. First of all, people need to, not first of all, we're like on fifth of all. Fifth of all. <laughs> People need to know, Ray and I have never gone to the movies together, ever, because he hardly ever goes to the movies. And I've invited him. I've invited mm. him. He's straining. Yeah, yes, yes, you have. But, but gone. for some reason, we've actually, I've gone to see the same movie, just not with you. Yes. Right. For hmm. some reason. I think it's because you like to go to those fancy hoity-toity movie theaters where you're like, 
Yeah. Got the big cushy seats. Well, I like to know where I'm going to sit so I don't have to go yeah. and fight with people. And I like the chaos of showing up mm. and going in there sure, and the just dice. fist fighting people for a good seat and like, hey, dude, could you could you sit next to your wife so I can sit in these two seats with my kids? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the adventure. Yeah. Nope. I like to be. You need to. Sh- you need to come to the movies with me one of these days. No, no. I, I like to see my drama on screen, not you. Right. Not you wrestling <laughs> with a guy in the aisles while his kids are crying. Daddy, no. Yeah, uh, I know your shame. kids wouldn't be crying. Your kids would be going, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Go. <laughs> my son would be on top of oh, the yeah. guy too. <laughs> your son would be beating up his kids. <laughs> Uh, so you know what occurs to me and this was a thought that other folks had if we don't get Bill and Ted this August and and maybe maybe Bill and Ted's not even enough this will be the first time we haven't had a summer blockbuster since the uh, origin since the origins of the the summer blockbusters Um, many folks attribute uh, Jaws as being the first uh, summer blockbuster. And the idea of being a blockbuster was that you spend a lot of money to make the movie and you make many times more that money in return. And we've had a blockbuster every year, at least, you know, one that's top dog every year since. This might be the first year we don't have this blowout film because of, you know, theaters aren't fully open yet. And that's going to, that really bums me out. Somebody's going to be able to bring this thing back. Somebody's going to come out of the woodwork and say, here it is, open the theaters. Somebody's going to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Look, it's it, it, of everything that we uh, are missing during this pandemic, movie theaters is the one thing that I especially miss because I would go you know, often. And, and since there's a couple of states open, technically, whatever they show us is a summer blockbuster. <laughs> yes, I guess so. Well, you know, they keep talking about this Christopher Nolan movie that's coming out, Tenant. Uh, mm-hmm. as uh, a bellwether or a canary in the coal mine because Christopher Nolan refuses to do anything but release it in the theater. So, because, you know, he's sort of this, even though he's a younger fellow, he's only like in his, you know, early 50s, he has this old school mentality of it has to be shown in the theater. So he doesn't make things to be shown on TVs. He doesn't want it straight to, you know, streaming. It's got to be in a the theater. So they just moved his date a little bit uh, they pushed it back a little bit, but it's still being uh, thought of by the industry as the movie that will determine whether or not uh, films can make it in theaters still during this shaky time. As soon as the as soon as something comes out in the theater, it's going to do well. Everybody's going. Mark my words, they will be packed in like sardines to watch a movie in a theater the second they open. I don't know that it's a smart thing to do, but you know, hey, I'll smart has nothing to do with America. <laughs> Pack them in. Let's go. <laughs> let's. Everything you've said so far, America, <laughs> made it clear that you you like you you like rolling the dice. It's just you know, it's, who it's doesn't like rolling the philosophy. dice? Come on. Yeah. No. All right. So another '80s news, and this is kind of related. It isn't. Re- it isn't kind of related. It is definitely related. In an example of how you can continue to make movies during this pandemic, we just got word that the Children of the Corn reboot just wrapped in Australia after they figured out a way to get the filming done even during the pandemic. So they had, they were still filming in March when the pandemic broke out. So they had to shut down briefly and they said, Hey, we want to keep making this. So they used puppets. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, yes. And it could only be one guy because one guy doing all the puppets to be extra safe, to be extra safe. Then puppets had masks on. (laughs) Ah, uh, I think I, I think I would go. I would risk going to theater to see Puppet Children <laughs> of the Corn. 
I think it could be scarier than the 19... Uh, oh, God, yes, it would be. Children of the Corn. One thing that I found interesting or found surprising, rather, when reading about this was that there's been, I think it's at least 10 versions of Children of the Corn so far. There's a bunch there's of them. 20. It's like 10 there's 20. actually, this would be the third reboot, actually. Yeah, and there was a number of sequels that I think got us through nine. And then there was uh, a TV one that's 10. Mm-hmm. I think it's at least it's at least 10. Um, but, but what they did to keep filming was they went to their backer, the financial backer, and said, we'd like to keep making this. Um, so they worked with a, and they said, all right, sure, go for it. So they worked with a, uh, uh, you know, uh, safety experts to figure out how to could, it could be done. And one of the reasons they were able to do it was they already had been in Australia isolated, you know, among the cast and crew for some time. So they were pretty confident none of them had it. And so they decided, let's just all stay isolated you know, and they had some other safety measures, which they don't go into detail about. Um, but to control whether or not we're going to get sick, we're just going to stay here, finish it, and then we'll be done. I'm pretty sure this went down like this. They had a guy like me there yep. who was like, hey, let's just do this thing. Everything's <laughs> going to be fine. Let's just do it. And he got him so jacked up yep. that they just did it. Mm. The movie's still going to suck. <laughs> did you even like the very first one? I do like the first one because the beginning is so epic with the kids just killing everyone and uh, the he who walked behind the rose part of it is so good. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of great parts to that movie. Is it is it one of the bestest movies ever? No, but um, I think it holds up pretty well. And I don't think a, I don't think a remake is needed, so... Yeah, I vaguely remember that movie. It was one of, during one of those summers where my friends, it was too hot to play outside, so we'd rent horror movies. Yeah. Okay, so hey, in other 80s news, very recently, Michael J. Fox just did an interview with Empire Magazine, and one of the things he discussed was the iconic guitar-playing scene, I guess we'd say it like that, when he, when he uh, channels Chuck Berry to perform Johnny Be Good during the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Everybody knows that, right? I was even insulted when I read about this earlier and the article went into explaining what happens in the story and why he has to play the guitar. <laughs> and I was like, if you're, if you're reading this part and you don't know this, you shouldn't be reading this. Why are you even interested? Right? I don't know. I know. Maybe they're just Chuck Berry fans. Uh, yeah. And they're like, who's this Michael J. Fox? Yeah. So what we learned, and we knew this already, but um, I guess he provided some more details, was that um, in order to be able to pull off that scene, he uh, Michael J. Fox actually spent time with a, a guitar instructor named Paul Hansen to learn how to uh, play the song, uh, you know, including the solo, so that he could look like he was actually playing it. So he doesn't, he's not actually playing it on the track, but he wanted to be able to look like he was playing it. So, um, uh, and when he said, and Michael J. Fox told Empire, when I did the Johnny B. Good scene, I had a great guitar teacher who taught me how to play. I told Bob Zemeckis, when I do this scene, I play guitar so you can finger sync me. Feel free to cut uh, to my hands anytime you want. Uh, he said, having said that, it put pressure on me to get it f-ing right. So, you know, in most movies, this probably drives you crazy as a musician. You see someone doing something and you're like, they're not playing the guitar <laughs> yeah. or yeah, that, that really pisses me off when you can obviously tell that they're not even on the right part of the guitar or yeah. the oh, drummer's yeah. like oh. flailing away yes. like yes. an idiot. <laughs> and I you just hear <laughs> You just hear kick drum that. and snare and it's, yeah, it's yeah. going crazy. There's actually these two guys I randomly found recently. It's these two violinists who do. <laughs> it's like, this is so mm-hmm. bizarre. You see these guys? It's yeah. like it's like violinists react to, um, you know, I don't remember what they call it, vi- vi- 
uh, people playing violin in films, and they just point out everything they're doing wrong that's not real. It's pretty interesting, even though you know you wouldn't think it'd be exciting to watch these videos about violins. But but anyway, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it could drive you crazy. Yeah, that stuff sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and lip syncing, all that stuff is just you know it's frustrating. My, I remember my my buddy called Millie Vanilli. Uh, you know, he he spotted them in their music videos. He's like, there's something fishy about these guys before they were you know outed as frauds, but. Hmm. That's pretty impressive because they fooled even me. So, yeah. even you, even me. It's it's good to uh, see that Michael J. Fox would spend that extra time. We love those films and those those little details that make them just you know, uh, give them that even even that even smallest little edge of making them uh, I don't know better. Yep, I said. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that for a while, so I wanted to do it. All right, very good. So, hey, that was 80s news. Dun, 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 dun. Before I forget, because I forgot already, hey, like and subscribe uh, our podcast on whatever platform you're on. On Apple, I know mm-hmm. you can review and rate us. On other ones, you can't. It's kind of weird, but whatever you can do. And if you're not on the Facebook page already and you're just a listener, head over to Facebook, follow us there, because that's where the you know the fellow idiots like yourself get together and talk about all nerdy 80 stuff uh, there. Um, you know, and sure, Facebook's a cesspool of uh, misinformed political pseudo-dialogue, but hey, 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 <laughs> stop with that nonsense. <laughs> you knew I was talking about your posts. But it's also uh, a place where all the middle-aged people go. So all the young people yeah, abandon it. It's, that's where we are. Yeah, and I'm there. So come on down and yeah. you know talk to me on the Facebook page because I love talking to people. Yes, that's right. He does do that. Okay, so like we talked about before 80s news, it's been a year. And boy, did that fly by. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Which <laughs> dragged to a halt recently, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like Ferris Bueller said, life moves pretty fast. And so I guess we're going to take a moment here to stop and look around so that uh, we don't miss it entirely. So our podcast began uh, with the trailer on, on June 11th of 2019, trying to encapsulate what the show was going to be. And again, it's the goal is to prove objectively, I feel like we don't say that very often either, that the 1980s was the best decade uh, for pop culture. You, you never really fully committed to that either. And there's, I don't know what you're talking about because I, uh, I am fully committed to that. See, now since I wish the, I had pulled all the clips the I wanted to pull. Since the very beginning, mm. I have been committed to that Dang objectively it. thing. I am going to add in now. <laughs> I'm going to edit in because I, ha- I do have it. <laughs> I'm saying, sure you have it. <laughs> I'm you saying that you don't buy into that at all. Um, but um, sure. So, And then uh, a week after our trailer, we dropped our first episode, like we're saying, which was uh, j- j- June... June? Yeah, June 18th. June 18th. So just about a year ago. Since then. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, we flew flown through. Uh this will be our 51st episode now, but we additionally had another uh 13 bonus episodes uh on top of that. Um we've now been heard, or at least people have checked in with us in every state in the United States and an additional 39 other countries. And um, like we've said, most of our listeners are in the U.S. We've got plenty in Canada, U.K., Australia, but um, uh, many other folks have checked out the idiots. Yeah, and I'm super glad they did. I mean, that's nice of them to come and hang out with us for, you know, our 45-minute period we do here every week. And, you know, it's uh, nice that they spend their time with us. Yes. And maybe they'll learn something like we do. They're not going to learn shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I learned stuff, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> let's get to that then. <laughs> uh, and so, and during that, uh, since our first episode, we have now well over 10,000 ep- uh, downloads. That's cool. Is that impressive? Because I think, first I of think all, that's impressive because one, yeah. that was one of the goals I had. Okay. Yes. When, when we set out. Yep. Um, let's get past seven. Seven let's downloads? Do, oh, seven episodes, right. right? Seven episodes. Let's do 52 episodes, which we'll do next week, which is cool. Yeah. We've, and already let's do 10, We've already recorded yeah, it. Right. And let's do 10,000 downloads. So okay. I, think, I think for the first year, we did good. We're consistently in the top 25, 30% of all chartable podcasts. Which is ridiculously stupid. I mean, it's considering. Got- that's good. That right? we just we're just two guys who live across the street from each other who start a podcast, uh, and we were already conquering it slowly. And yeah, it's like world domination. <laughs> like you said in our uh, trailer, if we were doctors, we would be doing yeah. something important. Yeah, I think we're actually like doctors uh, doing something important. I mean, uh, I would have never thought that. Um, you could be in the top 25% without like a huge backer or something. So yeah, it's just me and you. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. People, I, they, people might think that there's a, a whole crew behind us, but it really, <laughs> in reality, it's just me and you. Yes. We would love a crew. We're, we we could, yeah. <laughs> we're hiring for no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to work hard for no pay, come on board. But uh, it, right now it's, it literally, it's been me and Will since the beginning. And, and that's the crazy part. I mean, if we had a whole company behind us, just imagine oh what goodness. we could do. Yes. And we're trying to get one of those, hopefully, within the next couple of months. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to take a second to uh, thank Alex Ambrose for being our first guest. Yes. Um, because that was really cool when he came in. We actually, before the pandemic, obviously, yep. he was in studio with us for the first uh, episode ever. So yeah. thanks, Alex. That was super cool. Yeah, we should post those pictures again of uh, him. Yes, we should. In his uh, full 80s regalia. Yes. I think that's the word. Um, but yeah, we talked about so many different topics. Uh, I don't know. Should we run through any of these topics quickly? I don't know. Uh, do it. All right. Hair metal, punk rock. MTV, toys, video games, arcades, synths, one-hit wonders, comic books, cartoons. This is not all of them, by the way. Theater, politics, baseball, basketball, and football, controversial songs and problematic movies, different holidays, our experiences as kids in the holidays, horror movies, sci-fi technology, film scores, stunts, screenplays, reboots, canceled TV shows, junk food compared to healthy lifestyle. I mean, in one episode, (laughs) Karate Kid and Bullying, Ghosts and Ghostbusters, actors who sang and singers who act... And much, much more. But wait, there's more. Okay, no, no. Well, I mean, there is more, but you go check it out. because There's uh, plenty more, you know, but whatever. That's you know what sucks okay. about that is, yeah. is now we got to come up with all new topics for the second season of this thing. Well, you know, yes, you're right, except I was looking back at some of the original material we put together when we were just brainstorming a year ago, and there's st- we have so many things we haven't touched yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a lot left, and, uh, you know... I'm just like saying that so that um, people are like, oh no, they're out of material. I guess I'll keep listening. So when we come back, just even stronger with new material, it's like, holy crap, holy crap. They still had more material. You're right. It it was a ruse. It's a clever ruse. Okay. So, um, right. What are we going to do? Do you have any ideas, listener? I don't have any ideas. I'm the listener. (laughs) All right. What beer are you on? This is like... Dude, I've been drinking all day yeah, today. See, so. I can now. I'm starting to see the signs here. 
Yeah, um, but this is fun. Okay, this cool. is the this is the year anniversary, so I don't even care. I'm but, not even hiding the fact that I've been drinking today. I so like let's fun. Go. Ray. I like fun, Ray. Okay, we've uh, spoken to uh, at least thirty six guests uh, about a number of different things. Okay, and so well, what I wanted to talk about, or one of the things I wanted to talk about, was some of the things that I learned. So yeah, you brought up Alex Ambrose, and you know, right at the beginning, we learned very quickly in the first episode that I guess I felt I started feeling. Uh, more secure in the premise of our show because very quickly we learned that it wasn't simply nostalgia uh, that accounted for people's love of the 1980s because, like Alex, a much younger guy, and he, he wasn't even born yet and still loved the 1980s. And since then, we've met other folks that are like that, you know, um, uh, even Bex from Trista Bites is a good 10 years younger than us, and she's, you know, fascinated by 1980s uh, pop culture, video games, etc. Um, learned about the sense of community that we had in the 1980s that we didn't have, that we don't have today the same way. You know, when we talked to uh, Professor Dave Cohen and Congressman Zach Space, um, we talked about how TV shows um, and the like were, were something that pulled people together back then in the 80s because we only had, you know, three channels. So you had these water cooler episodes. Now you never know if you're watching the same thing as the person in your house. You know, you probably yeah. aren't. And so, not usually, or our experience in 16-bit arcade, actually being among video gamers that were there playing and cheering each other on, just like when we were kids and offering tips and not trolling one another like they do online now. Right. You know, we talked about uh, apocalyptic films when we, when we talked with Catherine Mary Stewart, but from, this also came up talking to a number of people, including uh, the congressman and the professor. But when I talked to Hoche Anderson, he actually had mentioned how the fear of annihilation in the 1980s, he felt that actually dr- encouraged more artists to take greater risks, um, you know. And so the creativity was, was bigger. Well, bigger, that's not the right word. The creativity was what? I don't know. Um, there was more creativity. People were more creative. That sounds right. Because they could have been, because <laughs> they could have been melted at any moment. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's exemplified also by the TV stars that we talked about that tried to sing and the singers who tried to act and some, yeah. and some successfully like Lee Ving. Yeah. And speaking about Lee Ving, you know, talking to, talking about punk rock, learning that how the economy, you know, because we talked about not everything's great from the 1980s, including the economy, the economy was bad for a lot of folks, including middle-class folks and lower income folks who many of which, you know, lost their jobs during then. But this fueled an underground economy that uh, fed, sustained the punk rock scene, you know, mm-hmm. folks creating their own concerts and tours and, you know, driving around in a van to perform, uh, that sort of thing. Something we learned more recently, you know, talking to uh, Todd Corpelman about uh, one hit wonders um, was that... Uh, you know, we felt at first I felt disappointed that we didn't have we didn't have the most one hit wonders. But learning that the reason why is because we had better songs. So you had artists that had many more than just one hit wonders. So we had this, you know, quality over quantity or we had both. We had a quantity, you know, an abundance of quality uh, music in the 1980s. And that's definitely objective because we had a statistician help us prove that. But also, and again, that's more of the nostalgia side, but also we learned how the 1980s actually influenced how people, uh, the careers and life paths they, they took. 
You know, uh, like Eric Linden, the Marvel stuntman. We learned how the making of Thriller video led to him being a stuntman for, you know, in films and TV. Uh, when we talked to Brandon Masulo, he cited Ghostbusters, you know, as when he was discussing his path, his journey to becoming a parapsychologist. Uh, Chris Soth, uh, you know, mentioned uh, how the films of 1980s, you know, inspired and influenced his work as a screenwriter. So there you go. That's just some of the things, which is, you know, it's a decent amount of things, but Many more things that I even imagined we would yeah. set out to learn and, and did. Yeah, we did good. Um, yeah, for me, it was Moog is wrong. <laughs> and um, I learned that celebrities are just like us. They're just people. Well, yes. Hmm. And yep. and I learned from Eric Linden yep. that if you want to be a stuntman yep. in the 1980s, you just do it. Hmm. There's no training. You yep. just do it. Hmm. And I also learned that if you're going to badmouth the clash, you're going to get a lot of <laughs> backlash. You notice I didn't put you on the spot with Lee Ving with regard to that. I don't think he would have agreed with you. Well, he wouldn't, but that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But I also, um, uh, and obviously uh, all the guests, and I'm not saying any of the guests were bad, but obviously yep. Lee Ving was my favorite because he's sure. a hero of mine. Yep. And I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you pick one. I couldn't. I honestly couldn't. Because um, I, I don't think you could. But, yeah. I mean, for me, it was obviously leaving. Yeah. But if you had to pick one episode, what's your favorite? Could you? Mm-hmm. I couldn't. But when thinking about, because, you know, they're all special for different reasons. And, and not to, you know, I'm not trying to be, uh, to just, to uh, avoid your question. But something came to mind. When I think of the time I laughed the most and had the most fun is when you told me that lawn chair Larry story. <laughs> And I couldn't catch my breath. I don't remember exactly yeah, that's what, a good what one. it was, but and that we didn't even have a guest that episode. No, I think that was just uh, one of our crazy episodes. Yeah. But you're right; all but, the guests um, have been have been great. That's my second favorite. My favorite's the Thanksgiving one, mm. where I talked about the uh, grocery store bowling. <laughs> Oh and yeah, all that right. stuff. Right, and that was your uh, your costume for for the <laughs> yeah. school play. Yeah, I, I like. Back. I think the Thanksgiving one was my favorite, but yeah, I won't. I won't force you to pick a favorite guest or a favorite episode because that's tough. Yes, there's been something about every show we've done and every guest we've spoken to that I've enjoyed and really and honestly and learned. You know, and you're right, and everybody's been so great and uh, wonderful. The, the guests, um, yeah, every single one of them has been super nice to us, and, and went way out of their way to just give us the time of day yep. to talk to us. Yes, which is surprising because, like you said, um, like Michael Sweet, when I, I'm like, really, we're talking to this guy? He's really going to give us the time of day? Oh yeah. And he did. And, and just like everybody else, though, everybody yep. from Alex to everybody else gave us the time of day. And we super appreciate that. And it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And many folks were like, hey, you got my number. Call me back if you want to talk yeah. some more or in the future. Yeah. Let's do something else. Yeah. Everybody was great. All right. So I have a game for you. So I love games. <laughs> at some point, you know, very early on, you know, we always knew that every episode we'd have to look back and say, you know, did we prove something related to our thesis of, you know, uh, prove something in the episode, which, you know, ties into our overall concept that the 80s was the best objectively. And, you know, the the duty has, had fallen to you to be able to do that. You know, you're great at uh, listening and absorbing information. <laughs> 
which it's not a strong suit of mine. And then, you know, in one of the episodes, you talk about how you take it in like a computer and then sort of spit it out, mm-hmm. uh, which is true. So very early on, your 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 uh, this uh, became encapsulated, or, or or you know, I don't know, something, some word, uh, with your catchphrase uh, "Beyond a Shadow of a Doubt." So I have some questions related to your conclusions, some trivia All related right. to that. This okay? should be super easy and beyond right. a shadow of a All doubt right. for me. All right. Okay. Cool. Okay. So. On what episode was your, so, you know, again, like one of the things we've learned a lot over the years. And one of them was this, that you wrapped up at the end of this uh, episode. See if you can remember what uh, we were talking about uh, here. Hmm. I think we have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that the 80s pop culture Mm -hmm. was cool all over the world. (laughs) 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 Holy crap, man. (laughs) <laughs> That's what were you talking? I, what were we talking been, about? In that can episode? I have been any more vague on that <laughs> one? Um, so, if I'm guessing, I'm gonna say that was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Something to do with video games. Yes, that's right. Yes. Is it really? Yeah, it's when we were talking to <laughs> Bex. She was our only international guest. Well, I guess you could throw Hoche Anderson, who's who's a Canadian. He's in Canada. Uh, but yeah, we were talking to Bex that episode, so that's why you uh, huh. concluded that. Hey, that was pretty. That's a pretty good guess, son. <laughs> Bex and that. All right, okay. Um, on this episode, well, I'll play this for you. So on a couple of these, I, I bleeped out the thing I want you to see if you can remember you said. Okay, so you're not swearing, like usually why I bleep you. (laughs) This is me cutting something out. Um, We have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt Mm -hmm. that has set the bar (laughs) for every movie, every movie moving Uh past it. What movie set the bar for everything that followed? I'm going to say Caddyshack. Oh, no, sorry. Is it Ghostbusters? No! (laughs) <laughs> is it um he's just gonna go through every movie <laughs> from the 1980s <laughs> indiana jones it's yes, raiders raiders yeah the it's Lost raiders Dark, right yeah so it's we raiders t- we were talking to chris soth and that you know we talked about that as an example of yeah ultimate screen structure etc you know if yep. if i actually took two seconds to actually let my brain process <laughs> what i'm hearing <laughs> Your mouth instead working. of just my mouth just blurring out what would come out of it i yes. might actually get these right Right, right, right. Okay, so uh, and most most times, um, you know, you you the top, most times we make these conclusions. We don't have anybody in the studio with us. It's after our interview. We're just by ourselves, or we've hung up the phone. This yeah, is an ex- and, yep, yeah. and and also um, when I say these things, yep. these are not something I plan ahead of time. These are something right. I just say on the spot. Right. So these are not something that really. Um, <laughs> I don't plan them out and don't remember them real well. Yeah, so. Well, but you do a great job of doing it because, again, you take all the info in we just learned, heard, and you, you know, you come up with something, some kind of conclusion. This is one, at this may be the, hmm, this isn't the only time, but this is the only time, because there's one other I could think of, but this is the one only time I could think of that you came to a conclusion with a guest around, and this was their response to your conclusion. Do you remember they didn't agree with your uh, conclusion? 
No, because in my opinion, I think everyone agreed with me because you have to remember, once once we stop rolling, mm-hmm. they always come back and go, I completely agree with you, but oh. I can't say that when the, the audio is rolling. So you don't hear when people say the opposite thing of you. It's kind of like when no, I tell you I to don't. wear a mask and you're like, right. open, the th- yeah. open the country. Open the country. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, I don't hear the negative that they say to me. No, so so that, if I was yeah. guessing, I would mm-hmm. say it was who didn't agree with me. Yeah. You know what? I'm at a loss. I, okay. I have no idea. Yeah, this was the this was uh the episode with uh Professor Dave Cohen and Congressman Zach Space. You had just after <laughs> Zach had talked repeatedly about how much he loved the nineteen fifties, you concluded that the nineteen eighties had the best television shows. And I'm right. Yeah, no. I'm one hundred percent right. Yeah, we continued talking for a little bit after that and you know, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and um uh, eventually, once the, we stopped rolling and the mm-hmm. people didn't hear what we were talking yeah. about because it was off the audio, right? Um, I'm pretty sure I convinced him that I was right. Right. Yeah, they understood. In, in my opinion, anyways. Right. If he was, if he was here, he'd probably say I was wrong. But right. So, but since the, he's since he's not here, <laughs> that's right. It's not his anniversary. Right. I, I think <laughs> I win. So, uh, so. Something you taught me early on was that, uh, you know, one of the things you had observed about the 1980s was we didn't necessarily create every, you know, element of pop culture in the 1980s. Oftentimes we took something from the prior generation and improved upon it. And here's here's one of those and see if you can remember what you were talking about here. I think we have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that might have been invented in the 70s, -hmm. but in the 80s they took it to a whole nother level. Would that be boobies and movies? <laughs> did, we, did we do an episode on that? Is that the last episode? <laughs> no, it sounds, it sounds right. That's a season two topic. <clears throat> yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I'm going to say, you know what? I have no idea. That, that you know, was, this, yeah. these, these quotes might... Yeah. They might as well not even be me because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about in these things. <laughs> well, it's at least the podcast you listen to, even if it's not yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, the sad thing is, is I've heard these things a bunch of times. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is crazy. This is when we talked to Michael Chambers about breaking. So you were talking oh about breaking. Oh my God. That's, a, that's even a newer one. Yeah, it was fairly recent. What that, well, what's the whole thing? What did I say there? Break dancing in the 1970s. Even though it was really? invented in the 1970s, yeah. Huh. Well, hey, I'm really smart then. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. I'm not wrong. Right. So that's good. Okay. And here is, uh, an, this is another one where I took out what you said and see if you could. Uh... These are hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at this. You're good at the creating the games and stuff. But as, man, <laughs> this is tough though. I thought, honestly, look, I looked for Did you really? Ones. Did you really think I was going to get these? I loved, I thought you'd get at least most of them. <laughs> I had to take out some of the words to make them uh, a little more challenging. Yeah. No, no, no. This is good, though. All right. All right. So I got two more for you. All right. He, he, All right. See if you can remember. If I, if I get these right, then I think I come out on top. So let's let's try it. Uh, see if you can remember what uh, uh, scared us as kids. Or, or we have proven okay. beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's sure. Okay. That the of the 80s yes. 
scared the crap out of you far more than uh. any other decades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these suck, man. <laughs> this dude I'm playing these clips to you of, terrible. This guy's, this guy's a jerk. He does not hook you up with any kind of clue. I'm going to say horror movies. No, that's a good guess, though. Uh, apocalyptic. I love the way you say this one. I should have the full clip. Maybe I'll add it apocalyptic in. Apocalyptic movies. You say apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic no. movies because I kept making that distinction. So I thought yes. that was funny. That okay, okay, that yeah, that makes sense now. You know, and had I done my research like you begged me to do, <laughs> I would have got these. <laughs> All right, so I got one more for you. I think right. I think you'll remember this one. I highly doubt it, but let's All go. Right. So this is let's a, do it. This is a two-parter. I do have what you say. Uh, following this sentence here, but see if you can remember what you say. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> this might, I think this might be my favorite one I've ever oh, said. Okay, yes. Are you ready for this one? What was the favorite one you ever said? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you think I know what the hell I said on that one? Uh, all right, all right, here it is. <laughs> we have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that I think <laughs> 1980s pop culture was the best <laughs> Therefore, I am pretty sure you would agree. <laughs> You're impressed with yourself. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> you would like this uh, show. If you weren't on the show, I think you would really like it. Uh, I would listen to the show if I wasn't on it. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. So I'm hey, such an idiot. That was the last one. Um, look. You're very, oh, that's good stuff right there. Yeah, it is. And you're very good at doing that. Um so, you know, so, so that's, that's really fun. I like that one a lot. So, yeah. And, and to your point, you know, we don't, you know, you say whatever you conclude and that's it. We don't edit it or change it. No. Nope. The only time we ran into a situation was like, if you, if you haven't heard the last episode, listen to it is we just decided to air our entire discussion about what did we learn because yeah. it was a little more sensitive or I was being a little more sensitive maybe about the topic. And so, but, other, but we decided to put that out there because, yeah, because otherwise it just goes out. Yeah, I think that was the first time that I said, screw it, let's just re-record it. Yep. And um, I think that episode was a good one. Yeah, very good. Yes. I, I liked it the way it turned out, so. Me too. All right, so hey, let's thank some folks because uh, that's all I got for this episode except to thank people. You want me to do it? I'll do it. Yeah. All right. So um, a number of folks, so we put out a post like we do some, you know, time to time. If we, We're grateful for all of our listeners and grateful for all the folks following us on Facebook, but we know you don't necessarily want your name shouted out. So if you liked our post that we uh, put up just a short time ago, we said we wanted to thank you. And so we had at least a handful of folks uh, say they like yep. the post. So I'm assuming they're okay with us saying their name. So if you wouldn't mind, as you usually do. As usual, I will be more than happy to butcher your name, um, as I usually do. Yes. And yeah, that's just the way this is going to go. So yeah. uh, right off the top, though, uh, I'm going to give the shout out to The Rant with Herman James. So now I'm going to go on to butchering people's names that aren't easy. <laughs> uh, Amanda Clara. Uh, Ted. Mm-hmm. Jay. Ted J. Yeah. Ted J. Uh, Nathan Wallace. I should have done what you're doing. Tara Lynn Ribbit. <laughs> and, I don't know. It's as close <laughs> as I can get. Uh, Chris Sardella. Mm-hmm. Martin C. Mm. Michael Donahue. Nancy Shrek. Mm. Greg Sexton. Doris O. Mm-hmm. 
uh, John Henderson. Hey, uh, if you could uh, figure out how to do these, uh, that thing we were talking about, that'd be absolutely great. I was about to drop an F-bomb on you, but I'm not going to because I really need your help, buddy. Come on, John. <clears throat> and one more that you don't have on that list there, Chris Maddox. Thanks, Chris. And that's that's all. And that's it. Right? Okay. Yeah. Cool. But then we got the, the comments. Yeah, a couple of Which you're going to handle, right? All right. So we did, uh, in addition to liking the post, which again, gave us the okay to shout their shout folks' names out. A few folks, a few folks added some comments. Uh, Nancy Trick says, happy anniversary, the idiots. I still remember listening to the first episode thinking they really have something great here. Looking forward to the next year of interesting conversations and more memorable, memorable guests. Uh, John Henderson, who you just gave a hard time to, says, I've been listening since the first episode when I found you through PodCoin, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I didn't know we were on there. Uh, but seriously, the guests have all been great. Uh, Lee Ving was amazing. As far as episodes, the one that got me hooked was when you had the synthesizer expert on and went through examples of all the iconic synths of the 80s. Keep up the great work. And then we got one uh, other entry here, or one uh, comment from Bart Arnold. Uh, who wrote, uh, guys, love the podcast. I listen while I'm in the car going to work. The best parts of the podcast for me is the off-script stuff when Ray starts telling stories from the 1980s. That is golden. (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, And I can guarantee you with 100% every story I tell is 100% true. Hmm. Although you are fond of saying, uh, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Yes, but if it's related to myself, oh, okay, it's one hundred percent true. But if I'm telling a story about um, a celebrity, research, yeah, all right, then you should probably do your homework and find out if I'm <laughs> telling checking. the truth. <laughs> so that's those, and you know, I did want to mention here. I don't know; it's just worth mentioning here. I think Bart Arnold is now trying to social engineer us here and get passwords or something because he goes on to ask for the years we graduated from high school. Yeah, you uh, want to know my mother's name <laughs> or about the street I grew up on or my first pet's name? You're not getting it, Bart. But I, I, only, I only say that to say that he goes on to say, um, I'm trying to figure, he said, one more question. I'm trying to figure out what you guys were like in high school. Uh, I picture Ray as the guy who didn't worry too much about what he looked like. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was a metalhead in high school. I had the long hair, the leather jacket. Um yeah, I didn't comb my hair. It was long. Um, you know what? The cool thing about Bart is is uh, he's on the Facebook page all the yeah. time, and he listens to the show. So, hey, Bart can say whatever he wants about me. Well, hey, he got it right because he says, I, he, this is guessing what you, how you were in high school. Uh, <laughs> he would just throw on a T-shirt of his favorite band, maybe like a Metallica concert shirt. I, I guarantee with 100% accuracy, <laughs> that is correct. And he says, Will, I picture as someone who maybe was part of the preppy crowd. How close am I? Mm. Mm, that's not real close, I don't think. Well, it depends. Uh, in, in high school, I actually went to a prep school. So, yeah, I guess that's right. Uh, how to wear a tie and all that sort of stuff, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But You did? Yeah, I love that. Oh, my gosh. Ever since Mr. Wow. Rogers, I wanted to wear a, a cardigan sweater and a bow tie <laughs> everywhere I went. And I did often. And so elementary school, part of elementary school was going to a private school where I had to wear a tie all the time, fourth through mm-hmm. eighth grade. And then high school, same thing, jacket and a tie. So yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't consider myself a preppy person necessarily, but... I wouldn't by any stretch of imagination. There were definitely aspects of my life that were like that. So not too far off, Bart. But stop spying on us. <laughs> yeah. 
if we were in the same room, maybe we would, uh, you know, clink glasses together and uh, yeah, raise them up. In, in we're getting the, close. Yes. Uh, I was almost on my way over today. Mm-hmm. I saw you coming. I started locking the doors immediately. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah. You went into total lockdown because yeah, you thought I was coming over, but... I was spraying some kind of aerosol. <laughs> yeah. Even as you looked uh, my way. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna have to, like, uh, dart gun you from a distance to just drop you on the street. How many darts you think it would take? Mm. I don't know. It depends how, how, how strong they Elephant are. Elephant tranquilizers. Oh. How many think it would take? Just one. Come on. <laughs> like, There's a dart in my neck. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for spending a year with us. Hey, guess what? Yeah. We have proven. Oh. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. What? That the 80s podcast has survived an entire (laughs) year (laughs) and is moving forward into the next year. (laughs) Yes, no doubt. And... Just like that, we will talk to you next time on The Idiots. See ya. See ya.